When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SEN's NBL Show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Quals turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey, pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Yes, welcome to another edition of the NBL Show on SENQ. We're eight rounds in, we're in the middle of a FIBA window break where there's no actual FIBA games, but a team, a chance for teams to, to reassess where they're at and make any improvements they need uh, for the run home going into Christmas and the new year in the latter stages of the game uh, of the season. Sorry. But today we're going to go through which teams are your biggest surprises and biggest disappointments. We'll have NBL expert and GM of the next stars program, Liam Santa Maria on to dissect that we've got plenty uh, of other things on the show today. We've got the news headlines, of course. I'll take you through who are my biggest surprises and disappointments. We don't have an on-the-radar for this week, considering there are no games this weekend, but we do have a shout-out to a couple of top dogs as well. But before we do that, let's get straight into our conversation with NBL expert, NBL commentator, and next us at GM, Liam Santa Maria. Liam, welcome to the NBL show on SENQ. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, great to be with you. Um, mate, first of all, let's get straight into it. Uh, we've got a break over the next sort of week or so uh, for the FIBA window where there's no actual games. But after this first part of the season, who are some of your biggest surprises and disappointments so far? Surprises? Um, probably the Sydney Kings have surprised me a bit to this point, Braden. Um, obviously coming off a, a loss where they gave up a big lead in that, that big clash last week to Melbourne United. But you know, they're sitting in second spot. Obviously, they're, they're the two-time defending champs. So there's got to be some kind of expectation coming into the year that they're going to be, they're going to be good. But, you know, they had a lot of changes to their lineup. Um, you know, Jalen Adams coming back, new import in Denzel Valentine, DJ Hogue coming in. And, um, you know, what, what was Jonah Bolden going to look like? But the, the fact that they've gelled pretty quick under a brand-new head coach as well in Mahmoud Abdel Fattah, I think that's probably taken me by a little bit of surprise. Um, and from, a, from a, like an individual player perspective, um, I'd probably say Chris Golding, playing at the kind of level that, that he's playing at at 35 years of age to elevate his play up to an MVP type of level has been very, very impressive. Is he your front runner for the MVP so far? I'd say so at this point. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that MVP uh, conversation has been bouncing around a fair bit over the first kind of third of the, the season, as it, I guess as it often does this far out. But, uh, you know, Milton Doyle's been terrific. And, um, you know, Alan Williams was fantastic for a stretch there for South East Melbourne. Joe Lawalichul, in, in, since he's come back from injury, has been great for... Southeast Melbourne, and you know, you look at a guy like Jalen Adams in Sydney. Bryce Cotton's 
starting to become Bryce Cotton again in these last five or six games. But but Chris Golding, I would say he's been the best player on the best team. And, you know, he's on a scoring spree right now of high 20s and low 30s and, and mid 30s his last game. But I think elevated him to that number one spot. Disappointment, Liam. I think I know where you're going on this. It might be the same as me, but who's been your biggest disappointment so far? Uh, I've got a few squads that have disappointed a little. <laughs> Illawarra, I mean, two and seven start, of, you know, which brought about a change of coach. I thought that was pretty disappointing from a, from a squad that I thought we were, you know, we were all hoping we're going to um, become a lot more competitive this year. Um, New Zealand, I think, has been disappointing, or they've been ravaged by injuries. But I've got to be honest, I'm also a little bit disappointed in Brisbane. Oh, in, uh, what? In, in these, in these last few weeks, yep. Braden, because they looked like they were maybe poised to jump themselves into that kind of top three kind of conversation. Um, and it's actually been the Wildcats that have done that on this five-game win streak. And Brisbane have let a couple of games slip here that are in winning positions and should have taken care of. Yeah, that's they have let some opportunities slip. With New Zealand, I know they've been ravaged through injury, but... I had a bit of a theory early on. Last year, what worked so well was they had Will McDowell-White run the show as the starting point mm-hmm. guard, and he got everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And they had Barry Brown, who came off the bench, and he basically just had a license just to get him up and, and that sort of thing. Now, I know Parker Jackson-Cartwright mm-hmm. has been sensational for him, but has that sort of how – how have you seen that fit with him and Will McDowell-White? I don't think it's been great. And I think you're suggesting that you feel similarly. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. And I, and I remember back then when they were putting that team together and they, they kind of had one import left to sign. And they had Justin Jessup. Now he's come and gone and been replaced by Anthony Lamb. They had Dylan Cheatham. And the next one was going to be, all right, what, are they, what import are they going to bring into that backcourt as a Barry Brown Jr. replacement? And I remember I said on NBL overtime, I just hope it's not somebody that takes the ball out of the hands of Will McDowell-White. Yeah. Because, as you say, he was so good last season and he's been so good for that, that team since, since he joined them. And um, there was an, you know, an, an expectation he might take that to an even higher level in, in this 23-24 season. And in the end, he's had a rough trot with injury. He had the broken thumb in preseason and he's got the broken fibula now which is a which is a rough rough blow for the him and, and that team but in the meantime i think i agree with you i think that parker jackson cartwright is he's a point guard really and so is will mcdowell wide and it hasn't really meshed on the floor and as a result we've seen great things from from jackson cartwright but we haven't seen will mcdowell wide performing anywhere near at his type of level and i think you it's probably fair in saying that that's held that team back a little bit and Cairns, mate, we, we tend to neglect Cairns a little bit, um, but they are part of our, our Queensland teams as well. What, what's your thoughts on them? They have been fighting injuries. I don't think they've put their full roster out there once this year with obviously Bobby Clintman out at the moment. What, what are your thoughts on them early on? Yeah, I'm still trying to get a bit of a read on on that group, Braden. Um, they're, you know, they're always going to play hard under Adam Ford for sure, and but they've been... a I think a bit of a mess offensively, uh, to be honest. They, um, you know, they've had some guys that are having good years. Lat Mayans playing well, and Bull Qualls playing well, and 
Bobby Clintman has been, you know, super fun and, and influential when he's been out there as well. But you know, they've also got a couple, you know, a few guys that they haven't quite had the best out of thus far. Sam Wardenberg, Sam Meninga, um, Taron Armstrong since coming back from an injury interrupted preseason. Um, and then they've got a couple of imports there into Jim McCall and Pat Miller that have been in and out of the lineup due to injury themselves. So what are they, four wins from their first 10 games? And, um, you know, I think that they are very much still a work in progress, which is not where you want to be a third of the way through what is really a pretty short season, a 28-game regular season. And, and Perth, they're, they're riding high at the moment. I was I called the game against the, the Brisbane Bullets on the weekend. What have you seen that's changed in them? And then secondly... What are your thoughts still on that Jordan Usher position? Because I, I, I think, obviously, they're, they're, they're riding high at the moment. But I, I still think they can get a better fit in that position that can take them to a new level. Mm, okay, so you think they should swing an, a change? Oh, okay, oh, Jordan Usher out, someone else in. Oh, I think they need someone who's more defensive-focused. I, I think now they've mm-hmm. got enough. They've sort of found enough on the offensive end, and he hasn't really given them what, he sort of touted himself as a defensive player of the year candidate. And I think if they could get that, they could go to another level. Yeah, it's a good call. He's not the first guy to come into the NBL and start talking defensive player of the year <laughs> and not end up being that guy. I think back to Daniel Dell. Remember when he came in and did that yep. with the Hawks and he was a, a long way off that type of level. Um, yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been his best self, hasn't he? He showed some things defensively in preseason and then he came out and just, exploded on opening night for the Wildcats and had a 35-point performance and it's been a, a mixed bag very much uh, since that time. And uh, now he's now he's coming off the bench in a, in a limited role. Uh, in the meantime, as you said, the team has really found their mojo. Um, Five-game win streak and, you know, they're, they're seven and five now sitting inside that top four, tied with the jack jumpers on that type of win-loss record. So they're, they're in a good spot now and... For me, it's it's a matter. I would keep Jordan Usher. You know, I I think he he is a high level guy, and it's just about finding a kind of a comfort zone or a role definition for him. And I totally agree with you. Trying to get him to tap into um, the defensive side of his game at a at a higher level. But they've you know they've also got some other guys that they can get more out of. You know, they've got Keanu Pinder who is, um, you know, is an all-NBL type of guy who maybe hasn't been that on a nightly basis thus far. And, um, you know, they've got some, you know, young talent in a guy like Ben Henschel as well, who hasn't really seen the floor at all uh, over the course of the season so far, uh, apart from one, you know, spectacular um, game down against South East Melbourne. So I think there's some more upside for that team to tap into. And now that they've kind of righted their ship, um, they they sit amongst that group that are going to make some noise at, at the pointy end of proceeding. And just quickly, I know you were critical of the Bullets the last couple of games where they failed to close it out, but you are still on Brisbane Island. I heard that on overtime. <laughs> why do you, in, in a short 30-second clip, mate, what, why do you yeah. still have faith in this Bullets team? Oh, I like what they're about. I like what Justin Schuller and that coaching staff have done in, in putting the group together, first and foremost, and then... Um, focusing them on the right things that they remind me of like a Jack jumpers type squad or a Melbourne United type squad right now, focused defensively, um, working well together, cheering for each other and, 
you know, I think they're a tough beat. And over the course of the season, they're going to win enough games to appear in the postseason. And then when you play them in a play-in game or something like that, they're going to be a very, very tough team to beat. So I still hold faith that they're going to make some noise this season. Liam Santa Maria, thanks for your time on the NBL show on SENQ. Cheers. Great to chat. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobey with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Yes, of course, we go into the NBL news headlines. Not much this week because, as I mentioned, there is a a two-week break before we hit the court once again in the NBL. But there are a couple of news items. Shannon Scott, the import point guard for the Brisbane Bullets, he was close to making his return uh, against the Perth Wildcats last week but failed some strength tests on on the Friday before the game that um, the club doctors would like to see him be better in and they didn't want to risk that hamstring injury especially with a two-week break straight after so Shannon Scott expected back for round nine and will be a much needed help for the Bullets who need to be able to close out these tight games that they're playing in and Shannon Scott no doubt will help that New Zealand Breakers guard and superstar Will McDowell White he is out for six weeks with a fractured fibula now fractured fibula six weeks I personally expect him to be out a little bit longer and uh, I'm, I'm close mates with, with Will and, and spoke to him the other night, and he's very frustrated after missing a couple of games to start the season with a hand injury as well. So the the injury situation for the Breakers doesn't get any better with, of course, Silent Cheatham out as well. And reportedly, the Adelaide 36's import search is 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 over. It was reported by ESPN's Olga Ulich on the NBL Overtime show, and they were trying to... Um, replace Jamal Franklin. They, of course, did that with Dion Vasevic, but still had the room to add an import. They would have to waive someone on their roster. But reportedly, ownership has said that is over and they're not bringing in anyone else. So Adelaide 36 is not looking for anyone else to bring into their team. Now, during this break, I went through Liam Santa Maria's biggest surprises and biggest disappointments. I'm going to go to my disappointments first. And I, I mentioned it a little bit too, Liam, my biggest disappointment is the New Zealand Breakers. Not the Illawarra Hawks, because first of all, let's be honest, none of us really had many expectations on the Illawarra Hawks, so they can't really be a disappointment in that sense. But the Breakers made the grand final last year. They made some changes. As I mentioned, I wasn't too keen on the Parker Jackson Cartwright uh, recruitment, as some people were. I think it takes away from what Will McDowell-White brings to that team and what he did well last year. But, of course, Parker Jackson-Cartwright needed now with Will McDowell-White on the injury uh, on the sidelines with an injury. But it's been more than that. Their recruitment, on top of the way they've played, they said some recruitments, including Mango Mathiang, were going to be better defensively than they were last year. They were the best defensive team in the league last year. This year, they're second last only in front of the Illawarra Hawks. And they're way out of the finals picture, and, and I don't see them making a run at the top six. So they're my biggest disappointment. My biggest surprise is not someone I didn't expect to be good at the start of the season. It's the Perth Wildcats. I expected them to be good at the start of the season, but they started terribly and really looked like it was going to hit rock bottom for the Perth Wildcats. But they've been able to bounce back 
with this five-game winning streak. I really didn't see this coming. I thought there might be a change. Owner Craig Hutchinson came out and backed John really in the Perth Wildcats to turn things around, and they've been able to do that. As I mentioned, five-game winning streak and players like Christian Doolittle turning things around, Bryce Cotton back to his MVP self. I didn't see this coming because I, I thought their body language and everything when they're on that losing streak early in the season didn't look like a team that was going to turn things around, but they've done that. And now they're well and truly in the top four pitcher. So biggest surprise, Perth Wildcats, biggest disappointment, the New Zealand Breakers. And now it's time for my Braden's Top Dogs. And now it is time for Braden's Top Dogs. We're going to give two individuals a shout out on Braden's Top Dogs this week. First of all, NBL veteran and Australian superstar Chris Golding. He's averaging 18.7 points per game and he's leading the MVP race, in my opinion, like Liam Santa Maria said as well. That average, 18.7, is the most he's averaged since 2013 with the Melbourne Tigers. He had 35 points against the Sydney Kings on the weekend to turn around a double-digit lead and get a massive win for the undermanned Melbourne United. And he's shooting 39% from the three-point line. And they're not open shots either. The best shooter in the lead does not get many open looks. He has to shoot over a contested hand most of the time. He's been able to knock him down at such a high rate and lead that team to victories, especially over the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix the previous week and the Sydney Kings, while they're severely undermanned with the likes of Matthew Dellavedova and then Ian Clark out. So Chris Golding, huge shout out. He's one of my top dogs. The second is Perth Wildcats import Christian Doolittle for his game against the Brisbane Bullets on the weekend, 21-9, and he guarded Nathan Sobey for the whole game. So huge shout out to those two. That's all we have time for here on the NBL show on SENQ. We'll see you, we'll see you next week where we preview the upcoming round nine action in the NBL.